So uh, should we, I mean, I guess we should sort of do uh, a start. Um, sorry if this this is getting clicky noise, I can stop. Do you hear clicky noise? For the listeners who can see what's happening, Mariko is, as always, knitting. Knitting, yes. I mean, who is this third person? It's different to not... Well, last time we had a third person. Because last time, our last episode was back in May. Oh, Jesus. A long time All ago. right, with, with, with Greg, Greg Whitworth. Yeah. Greg Whitworth. Um, and God, we've gotten lazy. And lazy. And yes, we have. And um, nobody had complained, so I guess people we, are stopped listening. People stopped listening, yeah. I think so. Oh, so, boy. We've got, uh, we've got Mariko back. Back? Yeah, do you not remember the last episode you did? No? You uh, bought you bought me a, um, a, a visor. Oh, the video uh, one. Yes. Oh, we oh, also I, did that as a podcast. I guess. Oh, That's, I didn't uh, know that. Okay. Yeah, that was two years ago at IO 2018. Wow. Yeah, well, it was the year. Yeah, so last time I was on 203, we just started working together. That was the beginning That's true. of Scoosh. And it was, wasn't it? And yeah. then now yeah, we've done it more true. than a year and done two projects. So when you're walking down the street um, or around a place and you're on your own, do you, do you do you play little games? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What are your games? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Is, so Mariko's been in the London office now for uh, a week. A, a week and a, week and a little. A week and a half, week maybe, and a half. yeah. And the amount of times you have said... I'm excuse me what, uh, or excuse me what, like it does worry me. Are we are we actually weird? Yeah, do you not do you not do little bits of pretending um, when you're out and about public, walking, game. Yeah, yeah, like little things you make them in. Like I only I I must put my feet on the tiles and on not the, on between oh, the cracks. That's a, that's a good game. You don't do the tile feet. I have done that thing. You have done the thing. There you go. Yes, but that was like. Fifth grade. Okay. How old is fifth grade? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the grading system. All right. Okay. Is it different old. in Japan, maybe? Uh, so my, uh, like, uh, a train station that's nearest to my, like, t- home, whatever, had this, like, uh, mosaic brown and white mm-hmm. tiling right. system. But yeah. they did this, like, art thing of sometimes this tiles gets narrower and longer. Sometimes it's, like, oh, it's advanced mode. things. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. It's like an assault course but, for you, um, Summer. That would be... But um, 10-year-old brown poo. <laughs> Hang on, what? 10-year-old brown poo. And, and this so, was, so, a, what so, was this, so an exhibit? In, 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 in 10-year-old's <laughs> my mind... Brown color was color poo. Right? Oh. oh, I thought you said there was a ten-year-old so, turd so when, on your platform because so, that, that was so, different kind of amazing. And it's, it's like, is, is anyone going to pick that up? So, well, at this point, it's it's it's, it's, it's now a listed building. <laughs> also, how did you know it was ten years it. old? It's like a sign next to it, created. So, so I do I do this a, a lot. Blue plaque. I, I <laughs> this turd appeared. 2009. I just can't form a scent. I don't know. Like, I speak to you in, like, words, don't I? Like, Usually, I'm... yeah. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> Occasionally, really... the, the old binary slips out and <laughs> takes a lot of time to understand what you're on about. It's really hard for me to form a sentence sometimes and I just throw out your word. Yeah, well, that's that's basically... Yeah, that's what everyone does. That's it? just being human. 
Um, anyway, so anyway, there's a, there's anyway. a ten, there's either a ten year old poo or a ten year old poo or ten one year old poos. So in, there's something going on in this platform. In my it's elementary not, school, in my elementary school student brain, yeah. Whenever I go to that station, mm. the brown tile is a poo tile. Oh, so there's only a few brown tiles. And you go oh, like, well, it's like a 50-50. Oh, it's a lot of poo. It's like a checkerboard. That's the last last game I play. I play. I, oh. I play. I, I decide at some point that I am in position 20 in the walking Grand Prix. <laughs> and, and I have to get into first place. And it's a good game because I, I'm quite... I like, I like walking fast. I like, like, like walking fast, you know. So... I feel like I'm at a competitive advantage. Off I go, um, overtaking people. Um, but last week I was doing this, and someone else was playing the game. Like, I overtook them, and they clocked it. They realized what was going on. They're like, no, I'm not having this. And, I'm not having it, and they overtook me again. And what place were they in? Oh, well, this is the thing. Did you talk to them? No. No. So how much? No. how much is your Brit- Britishness... Uh, a a hurdle in this game. We were walk- so we were walking around a dock, and there was not many other people there at this point. And so you know, I yeah, I overtook him. He overtook me. I overtook him again. And that's when I knew there's no shadow of a doubt here. This is we're having a you know, this is a, this is a proper walk. A non-verbal place. agreement that this is on. It was the most childish thing I think two adults have ever done. Uh, as uh, yeah, as we were sort of d- dancing around uh, to the point where like there's there's a, there's a sort of barrier. And a little beach at the dock, a little stony beach, uh, and I went under the barrier because it cut off the corner. <laughs> no, that's, that's commitment. I, was, I know. I was really proud of myself. And I cut off the corner and, and never saw him again. I, 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 I kind of looked around and he sort of rolled his eyes at me. But we all know who the real winner is here. It, it's me. <laughs> I think. That's the kind of person who... You know, I, I, I do play... Some some online games, most notably League of Legends, oh. and there is this this typical behavior of you, you play the game, and you obviously play the game because you want to win because, you know that's why you play games because you're competing to win you don't at need to the game. Games to me, yeah, I'm um, familiar with them. <laughs> and then when you actually beat the other person, you often get like an all chat text message from the other team or someone on the other team saying like, "Oh, such a tryhard." Oh, really? And I'm like, well. <laughs> That's, do you know what that phrase that that attitude I I really despise and and the the other place that that it tends to surface is when someone does something um, that is amazing and required effort and the way someone will respond is they've clearly got too much time on their hands and it, it's oh it really boils my blood you know like because that it, it's just it's just dismissal of someone else actually spending time and doing something good. Yeah, uh, too much time on their hands. Like, oh yeah, just because you can make a thing, you know. Like, and there's no punchline to this. I'm just it's something I get really annoyed about. No, I, I I completely agree. Should we talk about the web? Oh, maybe. Sure. Um, I have been looking at font display optional, uh, in in CSS. Okay. All right. S- step Ex- one. Explain me. Yes. What are the f- the font display different values and what do they mean? Different Jake? values. Uh, there are so so. This is something you would put in your um, font face. Yes, it's specifically in your font face. Oh, put it in your face. Put it in your font face. Um, as I, I, I gave a talk called In Your Font Face. That was, really? Yeah. That was my uh, third talk I ever wrote. 
in your font face. Yeah, there you go. Bit of history. So uh, the font display rule is a way of declaring how the browser should, what the browser should do while the font is loading. Yeah, because so. we all know the problem where you have either a fallback font and then you get the weird jumpy business. Yeah. Or you have no font. Yes. You've got There's text, but you can see it. And uh, and for a long time, browsers really differed on which one they did. Yep. Right. So we had Chrome, Safari would very much block. Um, and then Internet Explorer would swap. And then uh, I think Opera was the first browser that decided, oh, we're going to block for three seconds and then drop down to the fallback and swap. And The then block, drop, and swap. The block, drop, and Oh, oh that was good. The block, drop, and swap. That's da, da, amazing. Da. So yeah, so far uh, it was Opera did the block drop and swap, very good, and uh, and then it was picked up by Chrome, and uh, much later Safari did the blocky droppy swappy, and and so it was like, if Second Element picks up on this, I want credits. <laughs> if you get an internet term, devote like if you invent one of those before I do, I'm gonna be very disappointed. Have you got your Li-Fi? No. No? Okay. No. So it's, it's a you, few, a few you, people say it, but not. You tried really hard to make it happen. I try hard, yeah. Some people have too much time on their hands. That's that's what I think. Um, so font display lets you pick what behavior you want. Do you want the swap? Do you want the block? Um, so are those the ways block, drop, or swap? Block. And then, but then there's another option, which is uh, optional. It's, it, it, the, the, the value is optional. Which just seems so dismissive. Like, ah, oh, I don't care. I don't care. Well, it is. So the I think the when the CSS folks sat down and decided to go like, do they sit? Yes, we've seen them. Oh, I mean, you sit. yeah, I should you know. Are part I should of know CSS better. Folks. You're on the CSS group, yeah. So when when they sat down to figure out what does this rule do, uh, they wanted what the intent is. They they wanted a way to say like, if the user has this font ready, like if it's in their cache or they have it locally installed, mm-hmm. just use it. Just use the font. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if not, use the fallback. But, ooh, also download it at the same time. <laughs> cache it for later. Very good. Well, uh, when you say cache for later, does that come back while the view is on? Or is that for nope. like when it reloaded? Or Reload. Like, oh, yep. interesting. Yeah, so the, the whole idea is you, you never get the swap, you never get the block, but you will get a fallback font more often so and, and, I, and this is my favorite like it's not favorite of brand people because they get stressy about their font not appearing on the screen uh, well the good thing is that you can make make the choice yes. per font so your logo you can actually choose to block while the body text you can choose to optional right? yes and uh but when this actually appeared in the css spec the, the whole optional thing the way they defined it is so they, they talk about a uh a block period and a swap period. Right? right. So there's an amount of time that the browser may render nothing, and then an amount of time that the browser may swap one font for the other. Uh, and the way to define optional is that it has a very short block period, 100 milliseconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, were those numbers actually specced or were they just No, they recommend. Yeah, yeah, I think it's recommended. And then the swap period is also 100 milliseconds. So once the once a font appears, it may, oh, I it was a second. may not be swapped. No, you're thinking of the other one, uh, which is called... Now, what's going to happen now is through the art of editing. I'm just going to look up the... Uh, Isn't it swap? Yes, 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 a font. It might... No. Uh, uh, because you said uh, through the art of editing, this uh, is not going to get 
edit it out. And I know. <laughs> Maybe you could just like uh, fast, fast my. <laughs> Listeners, if you come to London office, <laughs> this is the sound that you hear genuinely. Now watch this. Art of editing. No, the the one you're thinking about is fallback. Yes, that there was the one yeah. I, I'm thinking. That's, a, that's a, a short block period, and uh, a, a, that a was a really go. long block period that, that you was, just had. Yeah. <laughs> and then a, a yeah, a, a swap period of uh, that was that's a little bit longer. But no, but optional. Uh, the way they expect it is yes, 100 milliseconds of block, and that you know you can't swap after that. But that's not that's not the intention. The intention was if you can get it from the cache, do it whatever. And so now we've hit this problem, like because we used um, I, I've used optional before, and you still get that little render before the font's there. Yeah, and so you it'll lay out with the fallback font and invisible text, and then snap into place. Uh, so I've, I've been chatting with the uh, CSS folks, and they, they agreed this is not how they intended it. Um, and so there's a kind of tentative agreement that it, they'll respec it in terms of, like, using, you know, doing the right thing with the, um, like, just getting the font from the cache and blocking all rendering until they can do that. So everybody rejoice. Hurrah! Everybody rejoice. And I want the same to happen with inline base 64 URL oh, yeah. fonts. Because that is actually, because you brought it up, the the whole design nurse and people who enforce a company's corporate identity. That is actually a solution. You you use your font that for your logo and your headlines that are super important to you and you subset them, subset them just to the characters that you need and just inline them yep. as base sixty four yep, into yep, your yep. CSS. And we did this with Prox, didn't we? Because we used a font that was like twenty K and we subsetted it down to just the letters that could appear on the very first render. Yeah. And it was down four K. Yeah. Well down four K, down to four K. Yeah. Yeah, was a, that's okay. We can inline that. Yeah. It's a couple of packets. It's fine. fine. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I had to talk about fonts, by the way. So oh, I mean, we haven't talked about fonts in a while, so, yeah, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, because I brought up Jamstar.conf. You did, and we and we did that. Um, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? We, I, do you know what? It, uh, it was okay. Shut up. This is like... So So we wrote a talk in, in summer, and... Um, it has been it been a while since I wrote a talk. I hadn't written I hadn't written wrote a talk since uh, November uh, when we did Squoosh. Squoosh, yeah. From Dev Summit. From Dev Summit, and um, so I felt a little bit out of practice. And this this thing came together late. We were late. Yeah, it, it, it didn't help that I when we realized that time was running out. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be on vacation for a week. Well, so so here's the way I thought this conference was going to pan out. By the way, I said it, it was okay. It was okay session. Conference was marvelous and fantastic. <laughs> Fine, great. <laughs> you will not be back on this podcast. <laughs> so I like. I thought we were going to do a live coding session, right? That was yeah, that the, was our plan. That was the bill, and um, and I thought, well, that's a summer thing. So. The effort I'm going to have to put into this is basically like turn up on stage and kind of ask you questions like, "Well, oh, what's that? What's that you're doing? What does that do?" Or, or like, you know, while you're coding a thing, I'm like, "Oh, Sam is here using a section tag." Now, here's an interesting story about the section tag. Like, just to just fill, just be a, a filling man. Oh, I thought you meant Phil Hawksworth. Phil Hawksworth, who hosted the conference. No, I, he's also I, just a filler, really. So. He was also filling at the conference in in more ways than one. But um, and then, but we decided that. It, it, what we wanted to talk about needed a full, a proper. It talk. was a thirty-minute slot, and you can yeah. you get much less done live coding thirty minutes, and you do talking 
yeah. 30 minutes. And so we kind of both agree. Like, you know what? This ought to be a real talk. Jake is control freak. I think I'm... Am I a control freak? No, no, no. no <laughs> not a I bad mean, way. Am I? I don't. You make sure that talk is very good. We've done... Because we've done talks together. Well, we've all done talks together now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. What's the first time we did one? It wasn't... It was yeah. our first talk together, which our is... Our talk yeah. together. And, and then when we did our first rehearsal... Um, I was there. Mariko was there. And afterwards, and we felt like... I forgot, I felt like it was okay. Like, we'd... we'd, we'd you know, we we had stuff to sort out, but I thought it was okay. Yeah. And then, Mariko, you, you, you gave us your review, which you went, it's okay. <laughs> and that hurt. Yeah, man, that was a kick in the balls, wasn't it? After blood, sweat and tears, it was okay. It's, it's, it's good when you, your colleagues are supportive. You, you have to understand I'm Japanese, okay? I come from the very Asian family of like, unless the exam is 100%, that's <laughs> oh. not good enough. <laughs> so we could have been 99%. This. <laughs> yeah, but why not 100 why not 100? Why not 100? What would we have had to return? Well, why? like I think we agree on this. I just, I don't know. I can't do this, like, overly cheerful, like, oh, you spent so much time and effort. That's, like, all good. It's, yeah, that is true. That, that is, that is I'm something. I'm very cynical. <laughs> and it is something, I do value that, actually. It's something that I, the, um, some folks have the, have the everything is awesome attitude to, uh, improve. Uh, Especially colleagues. the the, the faux awesome was like, oh yeah, man, that was awesome. That we should awesome. totally come together and do this again. And then yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. You should yeah, that was awesome. And it's like it wasn't though. And now I can't trust anything you say. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's terrible, but that is how I feel. Is when when I, when I see someone yeah. saying something's awesome, and I know they when I know they don't think it's awesome. Yeah. And so it was. It was actually it was no, no, no. Awesome. First, they also talk, talk was very good and size was put together. It's just I don't this, don't certain don't, things. You don't crawl cer- back now. No, no, no. Cer- certain <laughs> things you assume that everybody knows because you're in that headspace, right? right? And I was like, oh, you didn't really explain stuff stuff um, in order for that to make sense. That's what we should have done, Summer, isn't it? We should have explained stuff. Should we talk about what we talked about? Oh, we could. Well, the the reason I brought it up because I wanted because I have another another. Urinal story. Oh, crying out loud. Mariko's died, so that's okay. It's back to the normal podcast. Well, <laughs> uh, so, you, urinal. Yeah, so we, it, it was it was pre-talk. Pre-talk. It was basically the, 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 the tactical we. The, yeah, the, the, the panic we. Yeah, yeah, so just get it all out. Be, minimize the, things that can go wrong on stage. Yeah, I, I, I support this. Can we pause this? So, like, you go to the bathroom before the session, right? We're not pausing You're, this. This is going in. The this bathroom. is in, yeah. 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 Your talk. Yes. And, like, you know you need to go. Yeah. But then you can't, like... Oh, you get discharge, the... Discharge, you know? You get the... The, the, yeah. the shy bladder. Shy bladder. No, I don't have that Do you problem. have that problem? No. Oh, no. Okay. I just... Well, I lock myself in a cubicle for a start. Like, I, I'm not a urinal man. Actually, I, 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 yeah. I do sometimes. It depends. Get, it depends on how, how acceptable the the the, the cubicles the facilities are. are yeah if it's a single cubicle I am not comfortable yeah anyway um, sorry yeah no no but I I agree with, but yeah what, what you're saying here is is it's like anything you've got inside you could come out during the talk so you got to get rid of it all yeah pretty yeah, much absolutely um, so you were doing that I was doing that and there was a dude next to me he didn't want to shake my hand or anything like that yeah, that yeah, was yeah. good it wasn't I was just observing how he had his phone in his hand and like scrolling through something and used the other hand to unzip 
and you know use the urinal. We've talked about this before on the podcast. Y- not quite, because this dude took it to another level. Oh, I'm excited because about this. He like. Oh, actually, I've, I've just I've let my imagination run wild, and uh, <laughs> I don't like I don't like where it's going. Quickly say what actually happened. So he did he did his thing, and then mm-hmm. he zipped back up with one hand, which I was slightly impressed by, Very good. because he had a belt. And one-handed belting is... One-handed belting? Yeah. And I have to ask the guy next to me to help. I need three hands. <laughs> and Especially then, button flies. I mean, mate, who invented those disaster? But anyway, now apparently. comes where I think he reached a new level. He went to the to the sink, hmm. activated the, the tap with the motion with one hand, right. washed his hand with one hand, yeah. all the while still looking at his phone and browsing through something, then going to the paper dispenser, pulling two out and drying his hand with one hand while not looking up from the phone a single time. The whole thing one-handed. Yeah. And I was like, that that's a new skill. And on the other hand, I saw, thought, you've got a problem, mate. That's dedication to... Whatever he was looking at, he didn't actually care at. about, but he would not look up. I like, I like the one-handed drying thing. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Good. I'm gonna try this next time. <laughs> Except, you know, button flies. It's not yeah. gonna happen. I can't. I can barely do those with two hands. It's not. Yeah. Do you always have to talk about bathroom matter? I, I, <laughs> I, I brought it up, but yes, yeah. yes, it's it's, it's part it's, it's part of our core identity. It's a exciting thing to talk about. Do you have any bathroom stories you'd like to share? <laughs> no. no, really? No. No, no, I mean, no, 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 no. Japanese okay. bathrooms are the ones that have the fake sounds that you can activate, which are oh, super it's the fun. Best, I, I but unless those, like toilet. unless there is those buttons, a lot of ladies just flash it to have a noise. So that's like a waste of water. Right, that is a waste of water. That is a waste of water. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. To all of our Japanese listeners, don't do that. Maybe that's our catchphrase now. Apart from "I've got another urinal story," don't do that. Don't you feel awkward that you go to the bathroom, right? Yeah. And like you know your friend is in like other stall or whatever. Oh yeah, I don't like and, that. And like, you hear that sound of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah, you yeah, listened yeah. to the previous podcast where Jake told the very elaborate story? Yes, yeah, you clearly don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> I I want I listen to your podcast to fall asleep. Oh, I see. Monica said the <laughs> same thing and I was like, am I insulted? Am I I don't know. So I was once in a, because uh, we're talking about bathrooms now, so I've got to, got to throw in this story, haven't I? I was, uh, this is a few years ago, I was in a, a cubicle and uh, I, was, I was sat there and uh, in the cubicle next to me, I, hello? What's going on? Hello? Hello? And I was like, uh, 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 hi? Hi? Uh, hello? Hi? Can, can, can I help you? I like, oh, I'm going to have to go. The guy next to me thinks I'm talking to him. Uh, oh, he was on the phone. <laughs> but why would you? Yeah, I mean, for a start, why would you? Don't, yeah. don't do that. Don't do Don't Don't do Don't go do that. <laughs> don't do that. Oh. Let's let's bring it back to Jamstack, though. Jamstack, yeah. Jamstack Conf in London. I um, So the room uh, had air conditioning units in it, which as oh, far yeah. as I can tell were for show. I mean, they were on, but mm. they did. I sat right in front of that. It worked, but you have to be right in front of. Yeah, that. like they were mm, big ACs. 
But I guess the room was just way bigger than these machines were designed for because on stage you felt nothing. Oh, I broke sweat on the walk to the stage. Oh, yeah. And then it went downhill from there. Like once you're in front of the lights um, yep. and trying to bring the energy. That's <laughs> what, what I do on stage. I I broke sweat immediately, and it I mean, was. You just didn't horrible. really have the armpit sweat. You had the neck sweat. I just my my, my head sweats. That's like the main thing of me that sweats. And once it starts, it's like and one armpit, as we know, one armpit sometimes. <laughs> but it's like siphoning. Like as soon as I start sweating, all the water is coming out of my body via my face, face and head. And so yeah, I had a little, a lovely little like sweat necklace. The ring of wetness. The ring. <laughs> and it was gross. Uh, a so ring that's... of moisture would have been a better word. Oh, that's, ooh, that's cool. <laughs> Moist. Um, but but I think the talk went... Okay. I mean, I disagree with Mariko here. I think the talk went fine. I think I'm it actually was quite good. proud of it. I haven't seen it yet myself, no. but from what... Wait, wait, wait. Okay is fine. <laughs> oh, okay is fine. <laughs> we, need a, we need a scale. Yeah, we need like the, the Japanese scale of endorsement. Yeah. It's okay. Fine. Fine. Meh. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about um, build tools, I guess. Well, build tools and how to use them yeah. to, to optimize your first load. Yes, because we on Squoosh, we used Webpack. And yes. Well, I say we did. I mean, Jason did. Jason did. Yeah. Another one of our team members. Yeah, Jason Miller, uh, the inventor of Preact. Uh, to give him his full title, and uh, and he did the whole webpack thing for us, and because we didn't understand it, and then he opened a PR for the initial setup of the project, yeah. and we didn't understand it. We went through about five reviews where it's like, Jason, we do not know what's going on here, and in the end, we just hit. Merge. It was like we need to get started, merge it. Merge. It's your problem now. Yeah, this and is it, the last time I was in London, right? We we all sat together in one room, yeah, and it on the it, big yeah. screen, and we're just like line by line. <laughs> What is this doing? Why is this importing? And, Where does this go? And it's not Jason's fault. No. Yes. It, it I, seems to be the way to use a webpack. Because, like, it, and it's odd because you go to the webpack website and it, it's huge, right? Like, there's so much documentation. Which you think would be good. Yeah. and it, But the, the bits which are documented are the config object and some of the plugins. Well, a lot of the plugins, especially the, the ones that are more built in. But how to write your own plugin is not documented. So if you want to do something that is, I don't know, slightly not what one of the other plugins do, it's just, like even things like I want to bring a CSS file into the build, right? I don't want to. Ha I don't want to do the whole post CSS thing. Or no, just like, just the file. I want to bring a font into the build, right? Why 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 wouldn't I want to do that? Or I want to bring an image into the build, um, and I want to do like I, I want to process it in a way that is not covered by just like the normal file loader stuff and none of that's documented it's just it's just not documented at all um and we had big problems with using workers right we had i mean jason ended up writing an actual plugin is now out there as one of the better known roller plugins to make workers happen webpack plugins yes what did i say roll up oh no webpack yeah he wrote a webpack plugin yeah and so we decided for Crocs not to use... Well, not, no, that's where we used Rollup. That is when we used Rollup. And were we happy, Jake? It was fine. It was okay. <laughs> On the Japanese scale. <laughs> so, like, like, when we all work together, I'm, like, definitely the kind of person who just don't touch build process. Like, you two likes to figure those out. 
I'm like, tell me the command to type into this terminal. Yeah. And I will just write a code for it. I have, I don't have any opinion. But occasionally, there is a problem with like a build process or something erroring. On case of Scoosh, I just could not even figure out what was failing. Like, I couldn't even communicate to you two saying like, oh, hey, maybe this thing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you get the message. Like, like, it doesn't build. Yeah. What, what wait, what's what it saying? I don't know. It just doesn't build. Wow, we're going to have to wait for Jason to wake up. <laughs> wait for the, yeah. Yeah, and then I was just like copy and paste all of the error wrong. I'm like, eh, right? But in case of prox, like, I still maybe not able to fix the exact issue, but I was able to go in saying like, oh, here's the entry of the file. Here's the order of the file that it gets goes through this process. Mm. And oh, this point that's not working and see and i think that's the the yeah. core point like roll up is not really magic it's it's well documented and a very that's simple a, approach is like we have files they get piped through all these plugins and the plugin can decide if it can handle it or not yeah. and we have these stages and that's pretty much it and that's it our roll up config ended up smaller than the equivalent webpack plugin that we that we had for Squish. well i wonder if you would have to count no you wouldn't have to count the size of the plugins would you I would say, like, the if you're measuring the size of config versus measuring the size of some JavaScript, there's 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 different units there because like a massive config object is worse than a massive JavaScript file because with a massive JavaScript file you can put a debugger statement in or a console right. log, you right. can step through it, uh, you can use type inference and all of that sort of stuff. Whereas with like one line in a uh, a config object. Who, right. know, who knows when that's used? If it's used, right. who and knows? also I said like if it as if it would make a difference if you compare the size of our plugins or the size of the Webpack plugins because one of the core points of our talk was look how big these Webpack plugins are that they're so hard to understand. Yeah, that's that's interesting because if you go to the Webpack plugin for um, uh, like file loader, mm-hmm. it's massive. So just to explain, file loader is a thing that just brings a file into the build. Yes. And, and you can import you it, you know, it. So import any file. It doesn't even have to be JavaScript, but the JavaScript yeah. import, and you will get the URL to that file so you yep. can fetch it or whatever. So it's really useful for images. Yeah. Um, the, it's a text or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's a JSON stuff. And yeah, the, writing the equivalent rollup plugin for that, they have a method called like emit asset and then it will give you an ID for that, which will later turn into a URL, and you can do what you want with it. Yeah, and just to be clear, this That's is not a so cherry-picked nice. example. Like it, it seems for us, it was a consistent experience that the that writing a roller plugin ends up at like twenty to fifty lines of code, while a comparable Webpack plugin is much longer. Is yeah, pages and pages. Yeah. So at the end for Prox, we ended up for like sixteen. We had 16 plugins, three of which we didn't write. Yes, we took PostCSS, Tursa, and... Node Resolve. Node Resolve, of course. Right, yeah. We originally also had a TypeScript plugin. We actually ended up writing our own TypeScript plugin because... Yeah. They're all a bit crap, aren't they? Well, the this, this is... My attitude, or what I wanted to experiment with, and it, it did actually turn out okay, was like the... the TypeScript is its API is really complicated. Like if you wanted to to modify TypeScript by using their API rather than their CLI, it's there's a really simple one if you just want to convert TypeScript into JavaScript, like just to strip out all of the TypeScript stuff really fast, but you don't get type checking. Yeah. If you want the type checking, then it is a mess. Like it's it's a mess because it's so 
modular and broken down because TypeScript needs to work for things like VS Code that want to type check something that's not even completely valid. Yeah. And it's like broken halfway through and they want to like, it, so it's got all of that stuff in it. So I thought, it's like, well, what if we just shell out to the CLI for TypeScript, get it to do its build? Because, you know, TypeScript folks are going to keep that CLI up to date. That's part of their job. Yeah, and we can rely on VS Code in the meantime in the editor to figure out the errors. So yeah. we don't well, need the partial. The, the CLI will do the error checking as well. Right. So, um, and then once we've now got all of the files converted in another directory, when Rollup comes to do it and it says, oh, I want this TypeScript file, I just go, well, it's over in this directory over here. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean that we can disable the type checking. Just like we don't need support for all the check something that has only been partially written or something like. We just want the type check. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, and yeah, and it, it kind of like halved our build time. Yeah. Just by by doing that. To be fair, it's also added support for the since then TypeScript added support for the cache, which I'm not sure if it influenced how much of that was us using a new version of TypeScript for our own plugin and yeah. how much our own plugin was the speed up. But those two together definitely. Cut the build time in half, and that was pretty nice. Worked really well, yeah. But yeah, all in all, we wrote a lot of plugins ourselves for procs, and I think what might be novel to some people is our approach of, like, don't necessarily, like, bend over backwards to write a reusable plugin. It's perfectly fine to just write a plugin that is tailored towards your project and yeah. has some things, maybe even hard-coded, doesn't matter. Yeah. And then because it's 20 line of code, it's not like, you know, oh, you spend, like, two months writing this plugin for just for this project. Exactly. It's just, like few hours of like figuring out yeah and it's just, just and if you need it in the same project just copy paste it over and if that point you recover discover you keep using it over and over then maybe put in the work to abstract it into a generic plugin yeah but yeah. yeah we've been faring really well with this approach we've now um started working on our next project Ooh. Ooh, nice Ooh. Project. are we using webpack now then <laughs> no, no, we are definitely still using Rollup. I mean, we have now kind of embraced Rollup as our tool of choice because of having good experiences on procs, but also I think the two of us independently yeah. in side projects had really good experiences with Rollup. Like I've been working on teaching Rollup about workers and of main thread, and it's doable. While with Webpack, I yeah, who, who knows? Webpack to this day cannot share code between worker and main thread, which is means you double load code, which is bad. Yeah. I mean, one thing I really liked about your Jamstack.com's talk was the fact that you started with like, okay, performance. It should be great. You should care about performance. Yeah. And this is what you should do. But doing that in this build process situation, it's hard. Let's go yeah. through. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's the whole premise. Like we, we know like inlining stuff into your CSS and putting link link preload headers tags, sorry, link preload tags into your mm. document. Yeah, obviously that's a good idea. But then you are in a world where people are in Webpack land because that's what their project uses. And you have a really hard time just adding a simple tag. I mean, it's, and it's not, let's be, let's be fair, it's not just Webpack. It's also things like WordPress and all of that sort of oh, stuff. True. Right? It, it's, or Drupal or whatever. Like, you, you're, you're telling people, like, just just put a tag, right? Just put a tag. Put, pop, just pop a, pop, a, pop a tag in it. And it sounds simple, but like the, the layers of abstraction that we yeah. all find ourselves in, it suddenly becomes very, very difficult. Yeah. And so now that's actually interesting because in the new project we're doing, we're building, we're building the Chrome Dev Summit website. Yeah, I know. Oh, the news is out. And it's really, it's been interesting because it's been a while since we built a website. Yeah, because this is not an app. This is like static content. A, yeah. That's different. 
And it's uh, like our JavaScript is not the center of the universe all of a sudden. I know, I know. And and now the shocker, we are still using rollup to to handle our HTML now. Yes, which people might not expect. And it's it's working okay so far. I still think it's really difficult to to build because I I really want to build websites in a modular way where each little module has its own CSS. Um, but obviously, as an optimization step, I would want the CSS to be bundled together where it makes sense. And that sort of stuff we haven't fully figured out yet. No, not fully. But we have used a JavaScript bundling tool to now understand HTML. And actually, we have mm. we have been feeding feedback to the Rollup team. And specifically, Lucas from the Rollup team has been super perceptive to our feedback and has actually made some chipped some changes already that yeah. we are relying on now, which is amazing. What was interesting was, like, I show up this week to the office, and you two has been, like, figuring out build process and like static site and like, right, do you want to take on that a component? And I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to write a lender function. And <laughs> Jake explained the setup. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, just write HTML. I'm like, how do I even? How do I even? <laughs> I don't remember. How this... Yeah, it's it's been weird for me as well. It's yeah. just, it's a, yeah, it's a different world. It's like components, but there there's no components. It's just fragments, template fragments that get stitched together. <laughs> <laughs> We've been using 11T. Yep. Yeah, very happy about that. Very, very yeah. enjoyable. Template stitched together. Do you think the work of web development is essentially just concatenating text files? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> is that what people say? You just con- copy-paste things from Stack Overflow. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, you around. know, putting through all of the sophisticated tools, but eventually what we are doing is just concatenating yeah. the text. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, Rollup is just a sophisticated concatenator, isn't it? I'm having a crisis now. That's my. That's all I do. I concatenate text files. Oh, but one of the things, the other thing we've been looking at recently, is feature phones. Yes. Yes. And that was one of the one of because we talked about procs in the last episode. Um, have that, we talked about feature phones on procs? We may have mentioned it in passing, um, but then I think Greg turned up and we talked about some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we thought, like, you're here. And you I'm did, here. as in you, as in Mariko, did, um, I realized quite late on there that people listening to this can't see where I'm pointing. <laughs> so I thought I'd just slip the name in there. Very professional. Oh, it's very subtle as well. Um, <laughs> no, no one noticed at all. And, uh, but you've, you've, like, you've been doing the, you did a lot of the feature phone side of things on Prox. Yep. Yeah, because feature phones were also, also a thing like very popular in Japan, right? Internet on feature yeah. phones was very popular in yeah, Japan. Yeah, yeah. So you have like actual first-hand experience. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. I, I, yeah, like, I think the feature phone, the, this like $20 KaiOS geophone things mm-hmm. in India, it's popular, like, all the things are happening. And then I think we decided to put our self-assignment <laughs> that procs will work. I think the, iOS, the right? predictions for this are, isn't it? It's like something like 400 million devices uh, of these feature phone devices are going to be sold in in India alone this year, and it's growing rapidly. And this right. is this is like because it's a cheap phone. It's people who couldn't get online previously because phones too expensive, special rural rural areas. Um, rural, 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 in rural, rural, rural. Uh, in rural. Oh no, in rural areas. There we go, people. People in rural areas are getting online for the first time because it's it's a cheap cheap device, um, and but it's a cheap device. <laughs> that was wow. And that brings a lot of cheapness with it. <laughs> yeah, so and I deviceness. Deviceness. I mean, I, you you both have had a feature phone in your life as a phone. 
Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, the Nokia 3210, good times. Did it have browser? I mean, the WAP browser. Ah. So the, the later Nokia's had um, a WebKit-based browser. I never, so that, that I never had that. Mm. I think I had a feature phone with no browser, and then uh, at uni, I bought myself the Google G1 phone. Oh, wow. Oh, good times. With, with the flippy screen and the actual hardware keyboard on it. Early And Android. like three hours of battery life. It was good times. Oh, my word. Ah. Oh, no, I was Nokia for a long time. I was an uh, Opera Mini user because the internet was expensive. So, um. like, like, Pager was really popular in Japan. Like, all of the high school... Like pager, kids. wear it on your belt, it beeps, and you get a message that yeah, has yeah, been yeah. transcribed. You, from would, a... you would bring a coin to go to the public phone booth yeah. to do the pager thing to your home or your mom or like your friend or whatever. Um, pager was really popular, but then the feature phone that has a internet access came out ninety nine, maybe, mm-hmm. and so that. Like, it took few years to be, like, literally available. Like, it was, like, expensive stuff first. Yeah. But then um, it got, like, widely available. So, like, my high school memory is accessing email, accessing text, accessing website, authoring a website, all on the feature phone. Wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah, hang on. Authoring. Oh, yeah. Did there you write a... HTML? No, 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 no. There was a CMS called Mahon Island. Oh. It's a magic island, I guess. Okay. Uh, so basically, it was a CMS. You just sign up, you make an account, and then you can customize whatever. So, the... so you had like a blog and you wrote blog posts from your phone? Or... Uh, well, I didn't, but a lot of people did. And there's a oh. word called Keitai Shosetsu, which is a uh, basically feature phone novel. Oh. So it was, it was possible to author a website. A lot of people started writing novel. On feature phone. It sounds like Japanese Tumblr. Basically. (laughs) So, like, you know, like, big chunk of parts of my internet, like, memory is in this phone. So when we talked about, like, oh, the feature phone, like, you two are, like, beginning, you were kind of, like, lukewarm. Like, uh, do we need to? Yeah. (laughs) And then I was the one who was like, oh, my gosh. That was amazing because you actually used all the experience. You're like, you know what? I'm going to use the star and the hash button on the number pad so you can start a game more quickly or go back and, like, show that on screen. It's like, that's a really good idea because we were just relying on... You know, use the D-pad to navigate the page. You just click the buttons. You basically move the mouse with the D-pad and you can click. Mm. And then you were like, you know what? We have number keys. We should use the number keys. Let's make it, let's yeah, make yeah, it better yeah. raw. Better yeah, raw. so like when we were just were thinking about feature phones, like A, uh, the screens are QVZA. So that's 240 by 320. Yep. Tiny. Um, yep. So layout, you have to think about it. But then the input method is different. There's no touch. touch. There's no like... I mean, there is a mouse, but like click is not really like you know, yeah, that's easy not even, to move. Let's not even talk about processing power. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we, well, we didn't we find that there's there's an odd thing that uh, yeah. these phones have very little processing power because there's so few pixels on the screen. They have more processing power per pixel than some at least yeah Android compared phones. to the Nokia two. So when yes. we were building this, we were checking on our desktop, which is. MacBook Pro, I guess, and then KaiOS device. And I was like, oh, okay, we covered high-end and low-end. 
it should be fine. Everything can be fine. And then we started testing on Android Go device. And it's like, um, Soma, this animation doesn't run. Yeah, those are proper shit phones, aren't they? They are bad, bad phones. So the Nokia 2 is something that Alex Russell and um, Barb handed out at IO to some partners to like mm. ask them, like, please do us the favor and live on this phone just for a week. Yes. It's like an $8 phone. It's basically the slowest new phone you can currently buy. Hardware, like, it's the low-end hardware from 2014 that is being resold nowadays as a new phone. Like, vanilla Android, freshly set up, is already struggling to run smoothly on the device. So yeah. anything you add, run in addition is going to suffer even more. And, like, Prox does run, which makes me quite proud that we got to that point. <laughs> it but is, yeah. it was in this in this really weird performance corner where because it has a full-size 1.5 retina touchscreen, mm. It has much less CPU power per pixel, so to speak, than compared to these feature phones. And so we actually had worse performance on that phone than on the feature phone. We should we should check ourselves here. And like, although it is like a, te- you know, we're calling it a terrible phone. That's true. Yeah, it's cheap, and so it's like, cheap, and it's it's, ac- what, it's getting people online, right? Yeah, and, and so that's important. And I think great. what what Alex Russell said is like, if you look across the entire world, that phone represents roughly the median. Really? Yeah. Like is, for, that, is that scientific fact or is that just that's some, what some effect? Ah, let's let's call it a some fact to be fair. <laughs> so, uh, so definitely something to to be uh, to take with a with a pinch of salt. But it's not that it's the long uh, representative of a long tail. Mm. I think it is actually much closer to the median than what we might expect because you know we have we have this bubble in the Western world where many people are capable of buying an iPhone. Like the flagship phone, not not just in the Western world as well. I think it's like a big city vision as well. It, they, mm. um, maybe did I mention this on the podcast before? But there's the like my uh, girlfriend's parents. Their internet until very recently, they had one megabit. Like this is to the house, uh, and yeah, but it was glass fiber. Uh, <laughs> was and they, but they also put the router in the garage, like in like lead lined brick walls so like you know their actual speeds in the house were like I think they had reasonable latency so um, which you know because you played Rocket League because I played Rocket League with Jen's sister uh, so the latency was good um, but whenever she needed to like you know because we'd, we'd get together and play Rocket League and she'd be like oh I need to update the software PlayStation right software time to update. go out for a walk well, literally, the only way that was a sensible way of doing it, the only way she could do it without it taking literally days, because, you know, a PlayStation update, update is gigabytes, right, sometimes. Oh, wow. The, literally, the only way she could do the update was to tether the PlayStation to her phone. That is impressive. Because they had 4G. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and it, and it, it was it actually sort of blew my mind of that, like... It, it, it's such a, the reverse of what we see written in performance advice is like, oh, yeah, well, if someone's on desktop, they've probably got fast internet and all of this. And nope. it's like, here is a very real family, a very real middle class family that are, um, you know, having the, the, the exact opposite. And I'm sure that's not um, that unusual. It's probably more common than we think. Yeah, and then like that's the internet speed, but also like device access, like accessibility to the device, the price point and mm. availability of the device. It's like, like we say it because we are in well-paid. Oh yeah, like economically overall, but also have a job that is well-paid, and we just say like, oh, it's just twenty-dollar phone, it's cheap phone, it's crap phone, but like 
if you go to like we went to India and we had a user interviews and like access to those cheap smartphone is their business and their life right we met a person who has a business and like oh yeah I'm trying to like upgrade it to smartphone save money so that my business can have a payment up and accept the payment via um what a paytm the the qr code payment to things yeah 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 and then there was a mom who was like oh yeah like my daughter goes to school and school is recommending us to like make them watch this youtube video for like learning spelling or whatever yeah, but i, I have a feature have, phone right? yeah, yeah yeah because i have a feature phone and i don't have the access so like you know yeah like yeah it's not just like yeah cheap at that point it becomes a matter of inclusivity for me where it's like many people just don't have the choice and if you say like well get a better phone then it's a... that stings as an art yeah um when I looked at the BBC, we had this rule where you, you couldn't tell someone to change their browser if it if it was, well, the rule was you couldn't tell them to change to a different browser, uh, and that was just for preferring one company over the other. Mm. Uh, but the other rule was you, you couldn't ask someone to upgrade their browser if it would cost them money. And I think I mean that's very. It's a yeah. I think it's fair. I mean, it's, it, I mean, the reasons for that was was because of like like competition laws and stuff, and it's like you should go and give like Opera some money, yeah. or you should go and give Apple some money. The BBC can't say that, but I think yeah, from a uh, that attitude of like, oh, these people should just upgrade their devices is like incredibly like. Oh, what's 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 without swearing? What's the <laughs> what's the word? It's it's sort of a very first world mentality, isn't yeah. it? But so, but then, like, yes, there was a lot of work, but it's not like you just need to be considerate that those devices exist and that situation exists, and you just need to do a little more work to include those situation. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, we need to allocate two more engineers just to support this. I mean, for example, yeah. we killed two birds with one stone in Procs because we were like. On these low-end devices, both the feature phone and the Android Go phones, we probably can't afford to run our WebGL animations. On the one hand, the feature phones don't have WebGL. On the other hand, even if they did, probably can't cope. So we're going to have to support a no animation mode. And that's good anyway because, you know, re- prefer reduced motion is a thing. And you want to give people the option anyway. Well, people and just so, don't like animation, right? Like yeah, it's, it's, and so often... And, and then actually, once we shipped all that, Simeon was like, I pr- disable animations because it makes my battery life longer. I didn't even think of that, but he's right. Like it actually makes puts less strain on the battery. Yeah. All right. So often huh. these kind of things have multiple upsides that you can't even see straight away. It's just like this typical example about accessibility, where you're like, well, it's it's a small amount of people who actually rely on accessibility, and I'm like, well, there's this thing of temporarily being constrained, like one arm for you is busy holding a baby, so you can only use your app with the other arm that you have available. Yeah, or that guy who goes to the toilet, for instance. He right. needs to go to the toilet while using his phone with one hand, and that's an important use case we should all consider. Or you were at a concert, and you have proper tinnitus the next day because it was pretty loud. You yeah. can't hear for a day properly, at least. All these little considerations are actually quite interesting how this has benefits for multiple people, not just the... I don't know even how to say that, but the people that come to mind at first when you talk about accessibility. Yes. Right? I, guess. I mean, I would say that the feature phone stuff, most of the things were things I did for accessibility, but just come, like, well, it's a chicken and egg, right? We did accessibility, so the feature phone stuff was easy, or we did feature phone stuff, the accessibility was easy. I don't know yeah. which one is first. Mm. But like the uh, tab navigations or the index, tab index stuff, we needed to do that. Yeah. Uh, key shortcut by providing that for feature phone we provide it for keyboard users 
uh, what else? What else? Uh, preferred reduced motion. Uh, we would have to do the static mode anyway to so- do the accessibility thing. Yep. Now that we had it, it just like feature phone accessibility preference. Yeah, we should say although these are cheap phones that, that, that with kind of hardware from the past, they're quite capable. Uh, yeah, they got a modern browser. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, I think the, the Geophone is Firefox 42. Yeah, 48. 48. No, this this one. The Geophone is Firefox 42. Okay, got it. Is that right? Yeah. So, which is like that's a lower number than the latest Firefox by some way, which I think might be in its 60s now. Right. It doesn't um, have classes. I think it doesn't have ES6 modules. But if you trans- if you transpile to ES5, yeah. We didn't use Babel. We used TypeScript, by the way, for that. But we did. That's, that's true. Uh, um, yeah, we're, we're pretty much out of the box. Yes. Yeah. It, it's not like you're going back to the... Well, you. I think what I'm saying is you're going to have less problem with one of these phones in terms of feature support than you will with IE 11, right? Yeah, agreed. Because yeah. we had Flexbox. We didn't have Grid, but yeah. it worked pretty well. And the Nokia you were talking about, the Nokia, what was it? The mod- 3210? Three, no. Oh, the... Modern, modern bad. Oh, the Nokia 2. Nokia 2. Uh, that's that's modern Chrome. That is like that's literally latest stable Chrome because it's because it's Android. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like most of the stuff that was hard isn't about like oh be, like on IE eleven conversation we have like oh we can't use this API or we can't use this browser feature because I we need to support IE eleven or something. No. It wasn't the feature phone stuff wasn't that like most of the stuff available. We just need to think about design and UX and input, different input device because the form factor of the browser device is different. Yep. But like that's just something you can solve with design. Yeah. So I mean, I would say like if um, you know, if if you're a developer in a small company or like freelance, one of the things that's difficult to have is a testing device lab, right? Because it's yeah. expensive. But I would say if you're going to get any device, make it a cheap Android. Yeah, make it a baseline phone. I've yeah. In the past, we've recommended the Moto G4. If you develop and test on a Moto G4, you're still doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, because well, it's not going to cost you a lot of money. No. Um, it, it's, it's very financially viable. And yes, if you're making experiences good on that device, then pretty much... The vast majority of people time. is going to have a, a good experience, yeah. yeah. yeah speaking of things from the, from the past... I, I wanted to put Jake on the spot. Oh, no. I mean, I don't know if I'm putting him on the spot, All but right. um, yeah. when we were preparing for the talk, yes, you did a little comic, you or you manipulated a little comic, and then you kind of side-dropped the thing. I did Photoshop competitions in the past, and I want to hear more about this. I d- <laughs> yes. So, yeah. A little bit of unknown facts here. Are you familiar with the website fark.com? No. <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, is okay. this a British thing? Or? No, no. This is an American thing. Uh, this this was like in the early days of, of me being on the internet. There was is a website called fark.com, which I think you could probably think of as a sort of early Reddit. Okay. Um, I don't know if it still it probably doesn't exist anymore, but it was essentially just a front page of links of like a combination of news stories, uh, silly videos. I guess less of the videos, actually, because it was early bandwidth days. But... Um, they used to have Photoshop contests. And uh, the the thing you would do, there would just be a picture, someone would post it, a picture of something from the news or something, and then people would just, like, go to town on it and people would... would oh, that sounds like Reddit still has Photoshop battles. Well, so I guess this is what this... Yeah, this was the, the early versions of this. So it was like the, the you know, Fark.com were doing it, 
something awful were doing it as well right. like in their internal forums sort of thing but is it called something awful the website or you're talking about like the website, website we shall not lean in oh no 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 that's that's a that's a, that's a, a different <laughs> okay. website i think something awful is still going um and and yeah so you so you, would, you just take it mess around with the image it was a lot of meme action you know how i feel about memes it's just just off the shelf jokes can jokes yeah yep jokes we, in a can we banned gifs in our team chat <laughs> oh yeah can't stand them can't stand them don't Ugh. anyway but yeah i so um I, I would, uh, this, this was me when I was at school, so this is a teenager. Um, I would do these competitions. So how did you afford Photoshop? <laughs> <laughs> Your parents gave it to you. Use the, uh, yeah, the school license. Special discount that I found. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was, yeah, but yeah, it showed because yeah. the so the comic that you re re repurposed yeah. for our talk actually looks as if it was made that way, and that's pretty cool. Uh, there was a a Fark dot com versus uh, something awful contest. They did a cross site contest, Ooh. and uh, I think you'll find my image came uh, third. But, <laughs> but that was after that was a lot of people, and it was voted by uh, the the judge was uh, a certain. William Wheaton. Do, do, do you know? Oh, Will, William Wheaton. Will, Will Wheaton. Um, Will Wheaton. Will, Will, do you know who Will Wheaton yeah. is? Yeah. No. He played uh, Wesley Crusher in Star Trek. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he, <laughs> he played Wesley Crusher in Star Trek The Next Generation. And he, uh, He's a writer. I do it. not understand single word of what you just said. <laughs> Star Trek. Movie. Well, TV series. TV show. The old one. Okay. And then, and then so there was, there was a... a Kid on it, who everyone hated, <laughs> and that's the Wesley blah blah blah. Wesley Crusher, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a he's a writer nowadays, isn't he's he? Right, yeah, he's, he's actually really good value on Twitter. So, but yeah, you probably have seen his avatar. I'm pretty All sure right, you, you will recognize yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And but, that was that was insight. And I, but yes, I, so I actually did it for money for a bit as well. That was, that was my sort of side gig, um, creating at, memes. Uh, yeah, while I was in sixth form college, I was I would like do photoshops for money. Um, I had brands, uh, brands, not not famous brands. I'm sorry, you got a brand deal. Well, I mean, anyone can start a brand. <laughs> oh, you you had a brand. No, 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 no. They, 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 I would I do brands, but basically they're like like Northern Cumbria brands. No, no, this this would be um, things on the internet. Like they, they would just like commission stuff, and huh. I would do little bits of Photoshop. Like, so. that's this is how I like I know my way around Photoshop really well. So, I, but the thing I missed about in in terms of doing like modern like meme architecture is <laughs> which I think is what it's called is like, I'm not good with fireworks um, not fireworks um, after effects oh that's the only thing I can uh, do a little bit uh, so, so like you know cutting out an image and then animating it doing it right. all the time like I, superimposing an, a mouth over something I, I, I remember now that you so. also did the, the, the cats with laser eyes service worker oh image. yeah that was that was using all of the skills <laughs> I learned at school. <laughs> we should add those to the description just so people can look at your at your art. My amazing work. Your art. Yeah. I made a, a knitting out of your art. Remember? Which which was which the was... service walker hat. Oh. I took that logo from your your Photoshop. Oh, Photoshop. Model. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. Influencing. Oh. So we we actually said on Twitter we would talk about this. So that's the last topic we should squeeze in. Looking at the time. Oh yeah, we've been going a while. The M and Rams. 
Emirates. The Emirates. Oh, mm. oh, oh, yes. You two go on and on about like, oh yeah, we should do them, 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 them. Oh, yeah, that's literally what we said, and then we just walked out. And me being, I don't know, like point zero zero one dev- X developer. Check. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like raising hands, like. I don't understand what you two just discussed. Uh, so, and I think it was really good that you did because I thought everybody knew REM, but apparently not because many people were like, what? I have used REM and M both, but I only needed to do one bit win because somebody like you two set up the project, already used either one of them. And I'm like, okay, this uh, project EM or this project all EM. <laughs> All right, so let's oh, let's yeah. let's let's quickly define what they are. Just we should so, say in the office, like when we decided we were going to cover this on the podcast, it was a uh, Mariko turned to the two of us and said, "We didn't have any run." Oh, what? Sorry, say again. We didn't have any run. Like I. Are we so doing Eminem? And, and you were like, is it my accent? Are you making fun of me? I was like, I don't think so. I don't think I'm making fun yeah. of your accent. What are you say? Eminem. Eminem. M and Rem. And I was like, fine, I could just, just spell it. <laughs> M and Rem. Oh, right. Yeah, there's nothing to do with accent here. It's just if you cram those two words together. <laughs> Into one like, syllable. Like in, in any accent or language, you, if you, you sound like you're talking either about the, the chocolate or the rapping man. Like, <laughs> the rapping man. I think that's what they call them. <laughs> that's what he puts. So, and what do you do? Oh, I'm, a, I'm a rapping man. <laughs> Uh, that's what the cool kids call them. I've got a diploma uh, in man rapping. I'm a, yeah, I'm a rapping man on the side. <laughs> so yeah, we should talk about MRM. Okay, so MRM. So these are two units in mm. CSS that yep. you can use to specify length of any form Thing. or shape. Yeah. Uh, an EM is... One EM is equivalent to one font size of the current element. So if I say this... This P element should have a padding of one em. It will have as much padding as the font size of this element. Yeah, and I should say that the the, the how an m actually works is messed me up because it. I, I think in the CSS spec, it, it gave me the impression that it was going to be like one m is the width of the letter m in a font, and that font. Well, those exist not. because there is ch, which is the width of the letter zero, as a unit in CSS. Yes. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I know, right? So this actually, it can be quite useful because... There's a CH? That's the unit? Yeah. One CH is the width of, of the zero in the current font. Why wouldn't it be? And EM is a width of M? No, it's just the current font size. I thought, I used, I thought for the longest time it was... Um, yeah. So how, 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 does the, how, how, how do you define width of a font? Because different font, uh, different glyph have different width. I guess it it's goes cr- into the font. And yeah, it, it actually the, uh, measures the font... The, the letter zero in the current font in the current font size. And that can actually be quite useful because often designers say, like, you know, the ideal number of letters you have per line is between, like, 65 and 80 or something. And so what I recently did with Mustafa is, like, we built a little CSS design where we said the max width of this element is 62 CH. Right. So no matter how what your font size is, you will have, at most, 62 letters per line. Roughly. I mean, obviously, on some fonts, a W will be much, much wider than a zero, or an sure. I will be much, much smaller. But on average, I mean, it's not an exact science. 
Right, so they've taken zero as a kind of, like, here's a thing that's likely to be in all fonts, because... And it's and, yeah. and, and probably a good average for, but in between the minimum width and the maximum width. I mean, on monospace, it's kind of obvious, but, you know. There's an EX as well. Uh, oh, that was the, the height of an X? Well done. Yeah. I, I'm. I, uh, you will find I'm on the CSS working oh, group. Fine, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked that up, actually. I, was, I, I, I knew there was one that was to do with an X. I, I forgot it was Wait, so explain MLM again. All right, so we have MLM. EM, we have hopefully covered. It's equivalent to the current font size. If I say 1 EM. If I say 2 EM, it's twice the current font size. If I say 2.5 EM, it's two and a half times the current font size. So this is when you use it, because you can use this on stuff like width. And, and margin and like padding. Whenever you have a, a unit of length, you can use EM. But the difference is, and, it, and I, it is only one place it's different, and that's when you use it on the font size. Then it's the parent elements font the size. Parent elements font size. Right. Like, right but yeah. now there's also, well, not now, but there's also REM, R-E-M, not the band. Not the band. Not, not him off Twitter. Not him off Brighton. No. Brighton web developers. <laughs> Do I need to explain? <laughs> yes, I think you do. Remy Sharp. Yep, that's oh, his, that's his, his Twitter handle is Lem. Yeah. And so he gets a lot of people like congratulating him for a gig well done. And he, <laughs> like, he replies like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, fair play to him. Fair play. Um, yeah, and the Rem unit is also equivalent to the font size, but of the root element. And the root element, most of the time, is your HTML element. Yes. So whatever font size you set on your HTML element, that is what one rem will stand for. And no matter how much you change font size in between, so if you have a body tag, and in there you have a p tag, and in there you have a link, and in there you say 5 rem, all the font sizes in between don't matter. It's always just relative to the root element's font size. Yep. And that can be super handy, because if you set your font size to something... 16 pixels on the HTML element, yep. you have a base unit that you can always reference. And if you, you basically get the single lever that you can change to scale your entire design up and down if you define all your margins and gaps and paddings in REMs instead of hard-coded pixels or percentages. Yep. And that's what we we're, we're wanted to do on the CDS website. Yeah, and then when we were discussing this, you talked about how you set up your blog post on the opposite, a uh, different way. Yeah. I use custom the property. Same thing. I like. use a custom property called base, which I use everywhere. And then we talk when it was like, well, I could have just used rems, but I didn't. But it's it's a slightly odd system. I, before rems happened, it was it was bad, right? Because we didn't want to use pixels because IE six wouldn't let you scale the website if you use pixels. Oh, really? Correct. So because it, it it would scale, I guess the font size on the then the HTML. I don't actually. I don't know how. Who knows how it worked? But if you use a pixel size, it wouldn't scale. Um, it would keep that. So we all decided like rem. The M's are the way to go. We'll use M's everywhere. But that means you would end up with situations where you would like move an element from a parent into a different place, and now all your font sizes were broken, weren't they? Because right. the, the the context of all of the parent elements changing the M right. size up and down and everything, it was broken. So having the rem thing was a sort of best of both worlds. Uh, where you could just say, like, yes, I want it to be, um, yeah, like the, the, a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller than the base font size. And it means, like, uh, on, for mobile sizes, you would change that font size from, like, 16 pixels or, or something down to, like, the 14, I don't know. And, it, and then now you've made the font smaller all through your, your website. Yeah. And yeah. Some, I just realized some people might be wondering why you would ever want to use EMs on a font size. 
But that can be really useful for stuff like the small tag or the sub and the sub tag, where you actually want, you know what, I want the same size as my parent element, just a little bit smaller or a little bit bigger. Yeah, that's so it actually true. Inline, can, yeah, it can text, actually yeah. come in really handy to have that lever. Actually, so the, the way I tend to do things, I would t- I tend to set font sizes uh, using uh, rems. Mm-hmm. All my font sizes are rems. Um, I, I guess except in, in these little contextual cases where it's like an inline thing where you just yeah. you do want it to be relatively different. I will use M's for vertical margins. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I want the I want it to have like yeah, like, like a padding. You want like if you have a P tag, you want like an empty line, which would be the size of one em, yes. right? So that kind of makes sense. Exactly. But then for your hor- horizontal margins, I would use like rems. Oh, interesting. Pixels, but usually, I should make a pass in my blog post and probably adjust a couple of things because this. The only place that I used uh, it could be actually both lm and m, but slide Run framework. Because oh. whenever I make a my own slide framework, you don't know what the size of screen is going to be so, once you're plugged in. Oh, now now you so you have, you've activated Jake's trap card. I'm sorry. Card. <laughs> So I, 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 so I use, like, I, I forgot which one I use, but I basically set it so that the base size is defined somewhere based on the screen size. Oh, so it's VH so that or VW. Something like that. Yeah. So that, like, you know, whatever the screen size, there will always be 20 letters of H1 that fits into the slide. Right. Now prepare for the wisdom. Right, here we go. <laughs> Get to talk about my slide framework. I So I, I, gen, I mentioned it on Twitter, uh, like, recently, that I would love to go to a conference where like web dev people just talk about how they built their slides because we've we've all got these like little everybody has built one at least attempted to build one at, at everybody point in the life. who have tried to speak yeah yes yeah, yeah, yeah. i got three yeah i'm not trying to gatekeep here it's just like i i tried to build one i was like this is stupid abandoned i think i did two and three on the way my first one was flash Ooh. oh yeah a slide framework in flash yeah because right. it was faster than the browser at the time, like I could do better animations in the browser. I too. see. Well, it makes sense, and, I guess. And then, and then I did went moved to the browser because the browser could now do faster animations in Flash. Oh, yay, success! And um, and the, the latest one that I do is um, the second iteration, basically, of your HTML slide framework, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, using modern, more modern JavaScript async functions. But the 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 thing um, in my previous slide framework, I I would have um, yes, the, the slide would be the size of the window. Um, and I would I would tend to make it work for um, uh, 1024.768 and 1080p because that was the resolutions projectors were at. Yeah. Um, in the next iteration, I decided I'm I'm done that I've I'm done with that. Like it's widescreen or get out. Like if I yeah. have to use a four by three projector, which is quite rare, I, I find these days. But it'll just have letterboxes. Don't care. To be fair. Your slide framework isn't actually widescreen or get out. It's just like you give it a resolution and it will drive that resolution and just scale it down if necessary. So, for example, we used the slide framework at JSConf EU where they had these quadruple, quintuple projector setup. Yeah, one yeah. by five or something? 8,000 by 1,000 pixels, I think. <laughs> so one by eight. And your slide framework did just fine with it that. It worked. Oh, yeah. That's so, um, but that yeah. was really driven by, um, well, a little bit by the Flash one, where it was just a single uh, canvas size, but a little bit by how SVG works, which is the same, uh, where you have an SVG, it, it's in local pixel values, but it will scale yeah. and just work, and you don't have to care about your text wrapping and all of that sort of stuff. It it just works. So that that's what I was aiming for. In fact, the first prototype I did of that slide framework, it was uh, uh, an SVG, which was... Um, one nine twenty by ten eighty, 
and then inside it a foreign element. Ooh. Um, and then a div, and and that meant it it did the scaling. Right. Because the div would now be the so size the, the, of the only canvas. reason you used SVG is you can get the view box scaling that SVG has built in exactly, and then you can use each HTML inside. And then you it. decided, you know what, that's two lines of JavaScript. Well, I decided that Chrome had a lot of bugs, especially when it came to hardware accelerated content inside a foreign element. Yep. Uh, it would what it would do is it would it would be doing scaling, and then as soon as a transform happened, the, all the scaling would break. And you, you know, so you would have a square that was like full screen, and then it would pop to the right hand corner to do a little rotate, and then pop back. And Newsflash: like, oh, yeah. Chrome is not good with SVGs. <laughs> <laughs> I think we fixed those bugs now, but I'm st- I think I would in the end just apply just read the width of the thing and apply a transform. Transform. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it works well. It works okay. because it allows us to it allows you to go and be like, you know what, I'm going to place this image at two thousand. 200 by 200 pixels and that now means something like yeah. it's it feels so weird because I think we've all been like embracing the responsive design where something like that positioning something absolutely is more often a fallacy yeah but, but with slides yeah yeah it's fine it's fine so the, the thing I, the thing I don't like about my slide framework the thing I will change in oh the... there's many things I, th- I didn't think you want to talk about this <laughs> it's, how long have we got Sama, Sama is the only other user of Jig slide framework I, so I was far, using it so... on my Chrome Dev Summit talk last year oh, <laughs> not my fault no it really wasn't <laughs> it really wasn't the slide framework's fault oh thank you yeah it's an undocumented mess um, I think there's some good ideas in there <laughs> I should I should but the, one of the problems is because I'm applying the scaling if you have any code um, in the slide that uses um, get bounding client. Oh yeah, it's fucked. It's broken. Summer swear. Summer swear. We'll bleep that out. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it, it's. So I have a helper function which is get relative bounding client rect. Ah. So will... fun fact, I think get bounding client rect gives you pixel coordinates on the screen, right? Yes. So uh, so all the transforms are applied and stuff, and it's, so it's a mess. So I think what I will do in the next version is make the stage an iframe and then scale the iframe so your right. bounding client rect stuff is going to be that makes sense fine like it won't mess up so there you go, there you go. that's just so what i've been thinking about recently <laughs> so if any of you wants to have this conversation at your conference <laughs> i mean if that conference happened i'd go that'd be so interesting what was, yeah. what was that somebody suggested the name of the conference oh i can't remember it, dave so. suggested it i can't yeah. remember sorry like on yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like Oh technical diffcon. <laughs> <laughs> d- 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 did we do enough? I think we've talked we for far too long. Well I knit what nine loads, so that's good. Yeah, so, so, so that's that's how I measure time. Yeah. You know. So if you were knitting along to the podcast and you uh, <clears throat> did more or less then let Marika know she's slow or fast. Also if you yeah, listen to this podcast, just send me a tweet. I just say hi. <laughs> Are you <laughs> doing s- like and subscribe now? I just want to know if there's people actually listening to this. <laughs> Do you want to give them a special code to, to message? Oh, yeah, message with a code. Um, curly brace. Knitting. Curly brace knitting. <laughs> yeah, send, send me a DM. Curly brace knitting. Um, and DM? So, yeah, why not? My DMs are open. Is this how we're going to get stats for the podcast? <laughs> yeah, we're basically doing... Every person has to DM Serma with uh, curly brace yeah, knitting. We're doing, we're doing the, the full census report. We're just... Getting the send me your name, your age, and your and your and your location, and and you'll come and visit them, shake the hand, and say thank you for listening to the podcast. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if that 
Keeps our listeners loyal. I'll do that. You'll oh. definitely get your gold status on your air miles. <laughs> <laughs> running around the world, shaking hands. You say running around the world, and it's just like three listeners in... From Sheffield. Luke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I, did, I really enjoy doing this. This is the thing. Yeah, like if nobody's listening. May, may, so you two sent me DMs that you're listening. So I, I will, I will. Once I've listened back to it. I'll, do you know what? I'm going to send you it every time I have to listen to it as part of the <laughs> editing every process. Every reveal. <laughs> you have to send me another one of these somewhere. <laughs> sick, of, sick of your voice, sick of my voice. Well, happy next time. Happy next time? Happy next ha- have me next time. No, I like happy next time. That's like, <laughs> that, oh, that, I'm okay. not invited again. That's the new anymore. sign up. That's the new sign off for the podcast. Um, happy so next time. Happy next time. Bye.